0: Hello and welcome back to Edinburgh Napier's Weekend Sporting Preview with myself, Scott Gourlay, joined by my two co-hosts, Callum Napier and Karen Gibson. Great to have you guys along this week.
1: Thanks, Scott. Good, Good to be, be here. here.
0: <laughs> Perfect. So we'll start off with, of course, your former employer, Karen Gibson. Craig Levine he's back to Tynecastle Park. It'll be his first game against Hearts since 2009 against Dundee United. Have Hearts do you think, turned the corner since their 2-0 win against
2: Motherwell? Well, time will tell. We'll see on Saturday. The fact that we've had an international break, I don't think Stephen Naismith would have chosen that because it can sometimes break up momentum. But time will tell. Craig Levine will certainly be wanting to put a, a spanner in the works anyway.
1: I think it was quite funny watching Craig Levine this week in the interview saying that he wants to be booed by the by the Hearts fans. That's quite... <laughs> Classic tells, Craig. Tells you a lot about his character, but no, it'll be interesting. Obviously, he's returning to Tynecastle with St Johnston, who he, who are doing pretty well since he's taken over. So, yeah, that'll be the, the game to watch this weekend, I think.
0: And, of course, you spoke with John Robertson-Karen, former Hearts hero, and here's what he had to say about Craig Levine and Stephen Naismith.
3: You've got, you know, Craig Levine, ex-Scotland manager, ex-director of football, ex-Heart's manager. Uh, going back to Craig Castle, I'm sure he will get uh, a very, very warm welcome, uh, Heart-style, uh, from the fans there. You know, there's a lot of fans that still respect Craig, um, and rightly so, um, for what he done as a player and, and he spells as manager there. But there's also an element that are not so keen on him, who gave him a lot of stick towards the end, and I'm sure their voices will be here tomorrow. But trust me. That'll be water off a duck's back for Craig. He'll be looking forward to it. He'll see this as a real challenge. And trust me, he'll want nothing more than to, to try and turn over you know a, a player that he would be involved in signing when Robbie Nielsen was the manager and Stephen Naismith. And Stephen Naismith will desperately want to please the Tyne Castle by turning uh, Craig over. Craig knows this half squad very, very well indeed. There's not many of the players in there that he'll not know, as I said, not have had a hand in or a conversation about with with the previous manager. Listen, Craig is always very, very well organised. He's defensively very strong. You know, he has a mantra that if you don't lose a goal, you don't lose the game. Craig's always very solid at the back. He'll make sure that he's defence. He'll he'll invite Hearts on. That's that's something that Hearts have struggled for in the past when teams put in the the low block or the, the defensive situation in front of them. He'll try and keep them quiet. He'll try and keep the crowd quiet. And then hope to to hitting the break and as I said he'll he'll, he'll be a a wily old fox but Stephen will want to get the two week break he'll want to get the crowd up it's one of these games I think if Hearts could get another goal I think I could see them them winning the game comfortably the longer the game goes then the more that the the sly old fox Craig Levine will see what he thinks uh, is his game plan working
0: Hibs are back in action as well and they'll be hoping that their star man, Martin Boyle, is all fit and ready to go after missing Australia's first game in the international break. We caught up with Nick Montgomery about the injury.
1: To be honest, he's probably only did his knee slide um, for, for the goal that he scored. You know, that's another double whammy. You know, He does a knee slide for what I felt was a perfectly good goal and a great goal from Martin. And then from that, maybe that's when he, yeah, he just jarred his knee a little bit and... That's when we can't afford to take any risk. Just wait six minutes before
3: there's a knee slide and, and just avoid, avoid that, yeah.
0: Alongside that as well, Hibs are looking for back-to-back wins for the first time since March of last year. But, Calm, it's going to be a tough game against Dundee.
1: Yeah, Dundee are doing well this season and I think they're a hard team to beat, especially at home. It'll be a tough one for Hibs, I think. They're not on a great run of form. They've won their first game in like six before the international break so yeah it'll be they need to start turning draws into wins so yeah tough game on Saturday for Hibs.
0: And Karen as a former employee of Dundee how do you think their chances are against Tibbs at the weekend?
2: I think defensively they've been very good they have Cammy Kerr at the back who had his testimonial just over the international break there having played at the club for 10 years and being a, a true fan so he'll definitely be wanting to go out with a clean sheet so we'll soon see if that happens Is there
1: anyone you weren't employed by by the way? <laughs> I'm like, three club. no, Hibs <laughs> and that's it yep.
0: But it's also not just the two sides From Edinburgh in the top flight That are back in action Scottish Cup is back in action as well As there is a host of Edinburgh sides Still left in the competition One of those of course being Spartans Who host Arbroath at the weekend At Ainsley Park And I caught up with James Craig and who
4: spoke about his former side? I've had um, a number of kind of like uh, clubs, as you can probably tell, on the sit on the CV now. So I've managed to face a number of um, previous employers, as they, as they say before. So yeah, it's always it's always kind of like it's always slightly a bit different when you're playing one of your former sides. You're always on a personal level, want to give a good account of yourself because um, you know you've had, you've had good memories where uh, these places before. I think with any team that you face, you know any you know team above you face, I mean if you can um, if you can create kind of like a, a really strong kind of base. Uh, and be organised and disciplined. I think you get half a chance and I think that performance at the start of the season against the United showed that we can you know, be able to play that side of the game, play that, you know, use those tactics. Um, so that was kind of like really a, a real confidence builder for us moving on into the season. Uh, look, our gonna be a different test uh, for us. Um, you know, they, They'll want us probably to come at them a bit more um, but we know that we're going to have to be on it. We know all those things I mentioned before with discipline and things like that, that we're going to have to be you know, 10 out of 10 on our A-games to go and get a result on Saturday. You know, it's a free hit. I think the Scottish Cup, it's, you know, everyone wants a cup kind of like a journey. Everyone wants like a, a cup success that the fans can get behind and um, obviously getting drawn to break in the first round, and we'll just get through that um, quite comfortably in the end. Um, but, you know, we're going to take this game and then, you know, it'd be great to probably get like a, a, a bigger side at home if we, can, if we can get through, but this is going to be a Massive test for us, a championship team, as you mentioned before, coming to Ainsley Park. Um, their chairman messaged me after the draw actually, and said to me that uh, oh, it could have been a, probably a better draw for both clubs, and he's probably right with that. You know, they were probably thinking Spartans, you know, do well in League Two, and and we've got some very good players and. Um, obviously, for as well, we probably maybe wanted another, another parallel time uh, side, sorry, um, to, to face. So he's probably right with that. And I've been winding him up, saying I think you're going into it massive favourites, Mike. Uh, so we've been having a bit of banter with the with the of chairman. But yeah, I think you know we want to go as far as possible. Um, but we're not naive to think it's going to be. A, you know, it's going to take a monumental effort to get past our broke on Saturday.
0: But yeah, interesting. There, he was saying that he doesn't really mind who they would get in the next round. When you are a team like Spartans, is it important to be so ambitious?
1: I think for a team like Spartans, the size of Spartans, they probably just want the biggest names possible. They know that they're probably not going to go too far in the Cup, but they'll be wanting a big game that could get some get on TV, maybe get some additional revenue And in. It's interesting that other Edinburgh sides like Tranent and Dunbar are both still in the, the Scottish Cup as well. So yeah, a busy weekend for Edinburgh teams.
2: I think first things first, they have to progress through to the next stage and then it matters who they face. They just need to get the job done in the first instance.
0: Another issue that has been spoken about quite frequently is the fact that Scotland games are not on free-to-air television.
1: Yeah, so the Scottish Football Supporters Association have recently launched a petition to try and gain support for the issue. I actually spoke to a Scottish football journalist and former head of programmes at Channel 4, Stuart Cosgrove, about the impact it could have not having the games on free-to-air TV.
3: I think the biggest challenge is that it, it could have the impact of, um, you know, excluding generations of people from the game, particularly I think younger viewers and also maybe viewers from disadvantaged communities that maybe can't afford to pay for pay-per-view services.
0: I'm moving on to Edinburgh Rugby as well. Their fullback Blair Kinghorn he's off to Toulouse after their next game against Ulster. His last home game will be. To- Tonight, however, versus Benetton. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, it's a big move for Blair Kinghorn. It's quite a lot of money in rugby terms. I mean, he's going over there and I'm sure he'll earn a lot of money as well. And he's got Edinburgh a lot of money. He's a good player. Well, He's taken over the fullback role for Scotland, taking over Stuart Hogg, who's obviously retired. Fantastic player to watch. So yeah, a big loss for Edinburgh, but it'll be a, an emotional farewell, I'd imagine, tonight.
0: And Hamish Watson still out injured, but at the same time, it'll be Jamie Ritchie's 100th Edinburgh appearance. That's got to be good for him
1: yeah I'd imagine so Edinburgh's his home hometown club he was in Edinburgh Edinburgh born and bred so yeah I'm sure it's a great honour for him playing for a hundred times in modern rugby is quite an achievement
0: and then moving on as well Scotland have got into a final and it is the curling final earlier today they beat the Swiss 7-4 in the European semi-final and they will be facing Sweden who beat Italy 7-6 the game's at Saturday 2 o'clock tomorrow they are the reigning world champs of course Scotland how great is it to see them in a final
2: it's it's great to see scotland uh, get to a final in anything i was at the cricket world cup with the scottish national team of course they progressed to the super 12s playing against the top nations of the world and people forget about certain sports they forget that they have a great side in cricket for uh, scotland and of course if you're top in the whole world for curling then that's fantastic so yes i also worked for cricket yeah there's another employer
1: (laughs) karen worked (laughs) for It's great to see any Scottish team doing so well. Obviously, curling's not the most popular sport, but people forget that it is quite popular in places like Arbroath, Dundee, that sort of area. So I'm sure there'll be uh, a lot of people tuned in and cheering Scotland on to victory in the final.
0: But thank you, everyone, for tuning in as well. We do really appreciate it, and we hope to catch you on the next one. Bye from myself, Scott, Callum, and Karen.
1: Cheers.
2: Bye.